He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. I'm all, uh, I'm all, I'm all bundled. Sorry, let me move the scarf out of my way. I'm all bundled up today because, uh, well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard the horrible news from the groundhog this morning. Now, this second day of February, 2017. Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of all prognosticators, was awakened from his robe to the cheers of his thousands of faithful followers. In Groundhog Ease, he directed the president, my faithful followers, I clearly see a perfect, clear shadow of me. Six more weeks of winter, it shall be. Four words for you. Global warming my butt. I'll tell you what. So the groundhog comes out this morning and he sees his shadow, which means six more weeks of winter, which means here in Florida, it's going to be like, that's like three days, uh, three more days of winter, which, you know, we can handle. But, uh, you know, the the worst part is that uh, six more weeks of winter, winter means we're going to have six more weeks of snowflakes. See what I did there with the with the snowflakes? I think, man, I'll tell you what. I gotta take. I'm starting to sweat, so I have to. I actually gotta. I gotta take this hat off because it's not working well for me. Anyway, what's up, everybody? How are you? I hope you're having a great day. Uh, my name is Mark K. Welcome to the Mark K. Show, and a lot of you are here every single day, and you know that that that's uh, you know that that thank you first of all, and then uh, you know the other thing that we ask you to do at, at this point in the broadcast is to just hit the share button, hit the like button, and let's get this out there before we get to the nitty gritty. Before we get into all the good stuff, we want to make sure that if you're listening to the podcast online at a later date, uh, you can share that with your friends and family who might enjoy it. If you're watching on Facebook, be the hero, man. Be cool. Be the person who introduces this show to somebody who's going to love it. And then for the rest of their life, they're going to remember the first time they watch this show and they're going to say, you know what? I rem- I want to thank you because I was on your Facebook page and I saw this weird dude wearing a scarf talking about the groundhog in front of like a wooden wall. I didn't know what was going on, but the more I watched it, the more I related to it, the more I enjoyed it. And now, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the bright highlight of my day. And I owe that all to you. So if you enjoy this broadcast, make this a, uh, a gift you give to somebody else. And also, if you want to irk some liberals and you know that they, they follow you on Facebook, it's, you know, it's a way to get under their, their skin as well. Speaking of which, I think that this groundhog, uh, I think that this groundhog, I can't prove it, but I think he's a liberal. Now, he's from Pennsylvania, and we know that Pennsylvania went to Donald Trump. We know a lot of folks in Pennsylvania uh, voted for Trump this time around. Okay, that's a positive. That's a good thing. I don't think the groundhog was one of them, because if so, the groundhog would have said, I don't see my shadow. It's going to be an early spring and everybody would have been happier and uh, and more excited. But but because the groundhog did see his shadow and there is more winter, I can't help but think that maybe uh, there's something more sinister. Maybe this groundhog had a plan to keep perpetuating this myth that Donald Trump is responsible for everything bad in this country and Donald Trump is an inept leader and Donald Trump, you know, whatever Donald Trump gets his hands on, uh, you know, anyway, so I did some digging around and sure enough, sure enough, Donald Trump uh, suspected the same thing. And I don't know if you saw this, but he he, uh, put forward another executive order today, Uh, much like Sally Yates earlier this week, Donald Trump fired the groundhog. Here's what he had to say. The groundhog is a fraud who betrayed the United States. He's an Obama appointee who is soft on weather, weak. There you go. I knew it. I knew that that Punxsutawney Phil, 
I knew he was an Obama appointee. So look for a new groundhog to take over next year. And I feel like we'll be, I feel like we'll be, <laughs> we'll be celebrating an early, that didn't happen by the way. That was Photoshopped. I don't know if you can tell. This is a very popular meme. Uh, what people are doing nowadays is they're taking uh, their, hold on, where is it? I just had it. They're taking this picture of Donald Trump holding up executive orders and they're actually writing all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, you know, it's kind of, some of them are kind of funny. Some of them are kind of cute. I was, there's one, wait, hold on. What's going on? Let me click the right button. Uh, there's one in there where he, you know, he's got a picture of a cat and he writes me out. Anyway, uh, you can see those all over, all over the internet. If you're into that kind of thing. Uh, the other thing that happened today. All right. So there's a couple of things that happened. First of all, the groundhog saw his shadow and all the drunk people in Puxatawney uh, were very upset. The second thing that happened was that Donald Trump went to the national prayer breakfast and at the national prayer breakfast, the president gets to make some comments. This was Donald Trump's first national prayer breakfast. And he went up and he had some jokes prepared. And one of them was about the new celebrity apprentice with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, basically how bad the ratings are. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about that earlier this morning. It's been a total disaster. And Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I want to just pray for Arnold, if we can, for those ratings, okay? <laughs> yeah, so he made fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger and said, let's pray for his ratings. And as you can imagine, everybody everywhere started to go ballistic. Yet another problem with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is uh, is at the prayer breakfast talking about himself. Donald Trump is is praying for Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings in a moment when the country is divided and there's an immigration crisis, which they're you know they're itself itself imposed by the way. If when all these things are going wrong in the world, when Donald Trump should be unifying us, he gets to the national prayer breakfast and instead of praying for the United States of America, he prays for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings. This is if you go on Twitter right now, if you go on Facebook right now, this is trending currently as I mean, I know you're on Facebook right now because you're probably you're probably watching this. Uh, but if this is trending as we speak. You'll see people all just flipping out about Donald Trump. In fact, let me see if I can let me see if I can find a couple of those. But, you know, there's already the New York Times even is poking fun at Trump for doing this. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, because he's got nothing better to do with his time. He even uh, put forward a response. Hey, Donald, I have a great idea. Why don't we switch jobs? You take over TV because you're such an expert in ratings, and I take over your job, and then people can finally sleep comfortably again. Hmm? Well, everybody except for you know Maria Shriver and uh, and his housewife, who's the uh, mother of his of his uh, illegitimate son. Any other, other than those two, everyone else uh, would sleep fine at night. So this is this has been a very busy day for Donald Trump because not only has he pissed off an Austrian. Uh, but he's also pissed off an Australian because I'm sure you heard about that. I'm sure you heard about this call he had with Malcolm Turnbull, who is the prime minister of Australia. Here's Donald Trump and he's on the phone and he's uh, apparently yelling or they're having terse words. There's some kind of heated debate, heated exchange going on. This is, by the way, the first here you can see Steve Bannon also, which is, uh, you know, he's never far behind. He'll get blamed for all this in, in just a minute, too. But here's Donald Trump in the Oval Office. And he's on a, a private phone call with a, another world leader, very important ally to the United States, Malcolm Turnbull from Australia, Australia, who's been an ally of ours, economic partner, military partner. You know, no one, no one, no one hates Australia, or at least we didn't until today. And here they are uh, having this conversation. And apparently here's what happens. The, the, the call was supposed to last one hour. 
it lasted 25 minutes. And the way the story goes, Donald Trump hung up on Malcolm Turnbull. Okay. Donald Trump got so frustrated, he hung up and he said, of all the calls I've had today, that was by far the worst. And I've talked to Putin. So he, he had a, this long list of you talked to Japan, he talked to Russia, he talked to Germany, and this was the last phone call of the day was to talk to Malcolm Turnbull, had a conversation with it. It went so poorly, it ended 35 minutes early. Donald Trump was furious and said that was the worst call ever of all of them. Now, we got some leaked information about what happened during this call and what the issue was. And the issue boils down to a deal that Barack Obama made with Australia to, uh, to Americanize or to bring to the United States about 2,000, a little less, about 2,000 refugees, on a very hot topic, as you might imagine. Uh, these 2,000 refugees, it had been dealt with in the Barack Obama administration. The deal had been made that they would be released from detention facilities in Australia, and they would be brought over to the United States so that these people could be, uh, you know, maneuvered and positioned and, and, and seek a new life here in the U S as part of whatever agreement they had. And Donald Trump was discussing this and he was furious because he just a week ago, not even a little less than a week ago, signed this immigration bill. I'm sure you remember it. I'm sure you remember all the uproar and upheaval it caused at the airports all over and, and, and the taxi cab drivers and everything, you know, everything else. Uh, th th this is, this is one of his primary goals is to limit the amount of refugees coming into the United States until they can be properly vetted. And here he has the PM of Australia saying, you promised, you promised to take these 2000 refugees. And Donald Trump's like, no, I didn't. And I'm not going to do it because I just last week said I can't. So from the get go, Donald Trump, a new president with a new administration and a new agenda is dealing with stuff that is left over from Barack Obama. He's dealing with these leftover deals to, to take in as many refugees as we can and just place them all over the United States and deal with it. And so he gets mad. And I don't know what's going on with the PM of Australia, but apparently he's pushing back. There's some harsh words. And Donald Trump slams down the phone in anger and says, that was the worst phone call ever. Now, that's what we know. That's what we know from the leaked source. Here's Here are the couple of... In oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, Donald Trump responded with a tweet because that's what he does. And I think it's important that we look at these tweets because again, this is coming straight from the source. This is not interpreted or inferred or uh, bleached in any way. This doesn't go through the prism of the media. It's not transferred into clickbait. This is Donald Trump in his own words. Here's his tweet. Do you believe it? Question. The Obama administration agreed to take thousands of illegal immigrants from Australia. Why? I will study this dumb deal. Okay, so Donald Trump says it's a dumb deal. He's not mincing any words. He's saying, I'm going to study it. He didn't say, I'm not, I'm canceling it. He didn't say we're not taking them. In fact, the last thing I read just moments before the broadcast was that we are still going to take these immigrants, that Donald Trump is, is going to adhere to the deal. He is going to live up to the bargain that the United States made even before he was president. Which is, again, I think, I mean, he could have just, he could have said, no, deal's off. That was the old United States. But apparently Donald Trump has no plans to cancel the deal and he's just going to basically deal with it in his own way. Seems like something a decent leader would do. Now, this is the first part. Now, there was, by the way, a response from, uh, there was, by the way, a response from the Australian PM, uh, Malcolm Turnbull. He said this about Donald Trump. And when he gets all cantankerous, all cranky, 
I am so tough. Stay away from me or I'm going to bite you. I'm just kidding. That's, that, was, <laughs> that wasn't him. That was, that was, of course, the late, great croc hunter, uh, Steve Irwin. Whew. Danger, danger, danger. Yeah. Anyway, that's... <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Uh, Donald Trump. That was the worst call of the day. Worst call of the day. Mr. Turnbull. Uh, how did it go with Donald Trump? And when he gets all cantankerous, all cranky, I am so tough. Stay away from me or I'm going to bite you. I'm just, that's my new favorite clip. It's my new favorite. I love, uh, I love, I met Steve Irwin once before he died and uh, it's just great memories. And I love to play those clips. I'll probably do that 19 more times before the end of, uh, <laughs> before the end of today's show. So where were we? Okay. Now a couple things we should talk about with this deal. Number one, it was an old deal. It was probably a bad deal. Why are we taking in refugees from Australia or anywhere else? That's Donald Trump's number one concern. We need to vet these people properly. We don't know who they are. We could be bringing in, I think he said to even, to, that, was, that was one of the things that was in the leaked transcript was, uh, you know, we, you want us to bring in the next Boston Marathon bomber, that kind of thing. So this is a major concern. And this was one of the, the, the huge agenda items that Donald Trump pushed throughout the election campaign and the, uh, and the election process. And this is one of the things that got him elected, just like, just like appointing a, uh, a conservative Supreme Court justice like uh, Neil, uh, Neil uh, what's his name, uh, Gorsuch, which he did just the other day. So here's Donald Trump trying to live up to all his, his campaigns. And then he has the shadow of the Barack Obama administration staring at him every time he picks up the phone and he's got to deal with this mess and he loses his temper. That's the first part that we need to deal with. But the second part that we need to deal with that, that not a lot of people are concerned with is why on earth is Donald Trump's private conversation with another head of state being leaked to anyone and who's leaking it? That, I think, should be a major concern because the president of the United States is having a, a private convo about, about uh, you know, things that are politically important and sensitive, uh, national security information. These conversations, it's not just between the two of them. There's like 19 people on the line. You know, they always make sure there's, there's like one guy that, whose job is to listen just to make sure the signal's clear. And if it starts to break up or crackle, he has to switch it from like, you know, Sprint to Verizon or what. I don't even know how they do it. Uh, they probably don't, they probably have like a dedicated, they probably have their own system. Uh, but anyway, so that's his job. And then there's someone else from the state department who's listening and, and prompting and making sure that Donald Trump is saying all the right things. And even Steve Bannon, look, here's the thing, Steve Bannon, let me show you this picture again. Steve Bannon is sitting here. These guys, you can, Donald Trump's on a handset, but you know, these guys are reading or listening. He, He may have an earpiece. They know what's going on. They know what's happening. I mean, they're there for a reason. They're not just getting one side of the conversation. They're getting the whole side. So this is, this is plus there's people in Australia, a ton of them that are probably listening as well. And you know, there's like, there's probably a guy in Australia who's the equivalent of Steve Bannon or the state department official. And when things start getting heated and Donald Trump starts yelling, he probably looks at Malcolm Turnbull and says, danger, danger, danger. I told, I told, I told you I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I told you I could I was like, that's like two. So there's like 17 more times uh, that I'm going to, that I'm going to play that anyway. So, th- so that's the deal. Somebody at one of these people is leaking this transcript to the press and the rest of us are being privy to it. And that is a huge issue that we need to deal with because if this had been Barack Obama, you know, that that would have been the headline. You know, that the headline would have been, Barack Obama's private phone calls leaked to the press. 
you know, uh, security, find out who is, is, uh, is behind this security breach in the Oval Office. And they would have been nothing. There would have been nothing said about, about his temper, about him hanging up, about the deal, about the immigrants. All that would have been pushed aside. The only thing that would have been concerning to the press is that Barack Obama's private phone calls are being leaked. And it must be, there must be some kind of Barack Obama hater or some kind of Republican or conservative in the White House, in the State Department, somebody who's privy to this phone call, who's putting it out there. In fact, any of these things that happened today, any of these things that happened today, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to the, to the prayer breakfast. It's been a total disaster and Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I want to just pray for Arnold if we can, for those ratings. Okay. (laughs) If that had been Barack Obama, everybody would have said like, you know, oh, Barack Obama lightens up an otherwise dull prayer breakfast or, you know, solemn prayer breakfast gets a burst of levity from Barack Obama's humor or, you know, Barack Obama makes even the staunchest uh, Christians laugh with glee at this morning's prayer. It would have been a totally different scenario. It would have been because he's much loved in the press and much, you know, and the fake news and, and all that. And, uh, you know, all that, all that would have been a totally different story. The, uh, you know, everything that Donald Trump has done so far has been, has been kind of tainted because of who he is. And you'll hear that often. You'll hear that often, even with, let's say the immigration order, Barack Obama was the guy who picked the seven countries that are supposedly breeding terrorists. And then when Donald Trump says, let's stop importing people from there for a while, he gets all of the, uh, he gets all of the angst. He gets all of the angry tweets and the angry messages saying those countries, they didn't even kill anybody yet. That's, that's the big comeback. That's not a comforting comeback, by the way. They didn't even kill him. Yemen, Libya, Iran, Iraq. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Sudan, Somalia, those people, they haven't even come over here and killed us yet. Why don't we go after the countries that have like Saudi Arabia and Egypt and the United Arab Emirates and Lebanon? What? Those are the countries that have killed us. Let's block immigration. Let the other people in because they haven't killed us yet. Nothing. No such thing as preventive medicine in the Democratic Party. On the other side, they don't care about prevention. They just care about what's fair. And until you kill us, we must accept you and everyone that you want to send over here because, uh, you know, because we're America. And, uh, and that's what we do. And Donald Trump says differently, but if, but Barack Obama, again, was the one who picked out those seven countries. There's this great, there's this great video. I should have pulled it. It's uh, somebody took speeches that Bill Clinton and Barack Obama gave about immigration, about illegal immigration, about refugees, about, uh, you know, the border, about Mexico, about deportation, about visas, about all that stuff. The same speeches that Donald Trump is giving today. And what they did was they took reaction shots from Donald Trump and they cut them in. So, so it looks like Donald Trump is, you know, so, so Barack Obama will be talking about the importance of a border and securing our border and how he's hiring more border guards to make sure that people aren't coming across illegally. And if they do come across illegally, they should be sent back because they are breaking the law. They are illegal immigrants. And then they cut to a shot of Donald Trump going in his Trumpian way. And it's hilarious. I should, you know what? I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that a little later on my Facebook page, but Basically, and I hear a lot every time I turn on the radio or every time I read an article or a blog, I hear people say the same thing. If this were Barack Obama, this never would have happened. When Barack Ob- Obama was president, oh, the other day, here's another classic example. The Republicans were forced, forced to change the rules 
of the uh, of the House of Representatives in the Senate yesterday, they were forced to change the rules of how the, uh, Donald Trump's cabinet members are confirmed because the Democrats refused to show up for work. They refused to show up and appoint these people. There were two appointments made yesterday. Uh, one of them was the uh, what was the um, Health and Human Services. The other one, I forget, I, was, I forget what it was. Uh, but what happened was, according to the rules, you have to have at least one member from each party present. So the first day they came in, they decided to confirm these individuals after much debate, after much consideration. They were going to take a vote. And they looked around. They said, OK, we got a bunch of Republicans here. What, do we have a Democrat over? No. Wait, is there one over? No. Wait, what? No. Look, go to the look in the go. Someone go out to the bar and see if there's one there. No, they're not even there at the bar. That is weird. That is... All right, well... All right, there's no Democrats here. We'll try again tomorrow. Somebody call a Democrat. Tell them to get their butts here tomorrow because we got to get this done. That was day one. Day two, they all come back. All the Republicans are back in session. They're ready to confirm. They're ready to move on. They're ready to get Donald Trump the cabinet members he needs to start making America great again. And they look around. Okay, we got a bunch of Republicans enough for a vote. All right, where are the Dem- Where are the Democrats? Did they, I mean, did anyone call them? Did somebody call a Democrat? No, I know nobody wants to. I know that's the last thing you want to do is talk to a Democrat, but we need one here. Wait, this is two days in a row. How do they not, wait, what, do, it's Wednesday. It's, it's not even the day after the Super Bowl. Why are they not here? And so they went and they convened and they said, look, these Democrats, they're just not showing up. They're boycotting the approval process. They're boycotting basically the, the government. And so the Republicans said, well, what can we do? And they said, well, we just need to change the rules and say we don't need a member of each party uh, handy. And they go, can we do that? Yeah, sure. Done. And all of a sudden, these confirmations are, they're just rolling right through. And Orrin Hatch from Utah, who I've really got his panties in a wad, was screaming and yelling about how ridiculous this is and how Barack Obama, every single, I heard Sean Hannity say it yesterday too on the radio. Barack Obama was president. Every single one of his cabinet appointees went through no problem. The Republicans argued and they fought and they debated, but they showed up to work. They showed up to work. They voted. And he had more cabinet members in place the day he was inaugurated than Donald Trump has today. And it's not because of Donald Trump and it's not because of the Republicans. It's because the Democrats are taking two days off in the middle of the week to not vote. Also, they're getting paid still. That's something I don't, I don't understand how that works, but I don't understand how that works. But apparently, if you're a Democrat, you can just not show up for work for two days and still get paid and still keep your job. If I didn't show up for work for two days, well, probably people would actually be happy. The ratings may actually increase. <laughs> they might go up. <laughs> In fact, I think that happened. I went away to uh, D.C. for the inauguration two days. I have to check the ratings to see how they did. But that's the thing. I mean, you, they just, they're boycotting what they're supposed to do. And they can come in and vote no, but they, here's the thing. It's not that they have to vote yes. They can come in and say, no, not confirmed. I disagree wholeheartedly, but they knew they would lose the vote. So they looked at the rules and said, at least one member from each party must be present. And they thought, hey, you know what? Instead of just coming in and voting no, let's just not show up at all. And then they can't even vote. Uh, but now the rules have been changed. So there's no more of that. By the way, th- the nuclear option is going to happen. The nuclear option is going to happen. You know that if the Democrats are for, <laughs> if you're looking at a vote to 
uh, to confirm the Secretary of House and uh, was it of Housing and Human Health and Human Services rather the Secretary of Health and Human Services. If you're blocking that vote by not showing up, you know there's no way in hell that the Democrats are going to just walk in and let Neil Gorsuch become the next Supreme Court justice. Absolutely not. The nuclear option not only is on the table, but I guarantee it's going to be the only way, the only way that uh, the, the uh, Republicans will ever get this done. Because, I mean, the Dem- I mean, they're not, they're pulling the most petty things. And when Barack Obama was president, there's that phrase again. I hear it all the time. When Barack Obama was president, if this were Barack Obama, it would have been ridiculous. People would have been handing the Republicans their, their heads on a silver platter, which Republicans can afford, by the way, because they have all the money, uh, but would have been handing them their heads on a silver platter saying, you got to show up and do the job. I don't care what you do. They're, blo- they're, they're blocking the democratic process. You don't hear any of that, though, this time. You don't hear any of that this time. Um, I'm going to stop using the phrase, by the way, if this had been Barack Obama, because you could say that about everything. You could say that if this had been Barack Obama, I would have had hair. That's the thing. I, I wouldn't be bald if this were Barack Obama. But because it's Donald Trump, I'm bald and uh, pale, and I need a shave. If this were Barack Obama, if Barack Obama were, were the president, you know what? This hair would just fall out naturally on my face, and I wouldn't need to shave. True story. That's that you. It's going to be said about every single thing. Whatever thing Donald Trump does tomorrow to tick people off, it's something that had Barack Obama done, he would have been praised for. In fact, we should probably go back and look at every single thing Donald Trump's done since he was that speech, the speech he gave. Where's the clip? My favorite clip from the uh, from the speech he gave at the inauguration. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. Do you realize how much applause and praise that phrase would have gotten had it come from Barack Obama's lips? If he'd been the one that said this American carnage stops right here and stops right now, it would have been Barack Obama protecting America, Barack Obama putting Americans first, saying we need to help those who can't help themselves. It would have been a whole different story, but because it was Donald Trump, it was mean and dark and ugly and it was hard to listen to when it was all these other it wasn't hard to listen. I just you know if it, crank up the volume if you can't hear it if it's hard maybe you're just maybe you need closed captioning or something maybe you need a you know like a hearing aid better speaker oh get one of those sound bars I have one of those everything sounds awesome this speech sounded awesome through my sound bar this American carnage stops right here and stops right now so Uh, I'm going to try to curb, I'm not going to try to stop using the phrase if this had been Barack Obama, because I feel like that's going to be the most overused phrase of the next four years. Donald Trump is, you know what, this picture right here, had this been Barack Obama, he would have been showing strong leadership. He would have been showing strong leadership and he would have been letting our allies know that they just can't take advantage of the United States of America. If that had been Barack Obama. But because it's Donald Trump, Donald Trump is angry and he's mean and he's he's he, <laughs> he's harming our relationships with our closest allies. And people in Australia this morning are freaking out. Whew. Danger, danger, danger. Told you. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not. It's Donald Trump and he does things his own way. And we talk about this constantly. Donald Trump has big goals. Donald Trump sets uh, a, a very strong agenda, a bold agenda, and then he gets up every day and he works very hard 
uh, to make sure that each one of his points is accomplished. Not for himself, because he's not getting paid. He sees no glory in it. But for you and for me and for everybody else in the United States of America, whether they know they need it or not. He is focused, which is something that all uh, very successful entrepreneurs and leaders and everything else, they're very focused and they are unstoppable. Nothing gets in their way. If there's an obstacle, they go over it or they just get it out or they just smash right through it. Donald Trump, I believe, is more the smash through it than go around it or go over it type of person. But a lot of people work in different ways. The, the fact of the matter is he is working. He is working it like Donald Trump. And to celebrate, we, of course, have extended the working it like Donald t-shirt. This thing ended yesterday and we sold hundreds a lot. See, it says available until Thursday. I relaunched it because I knew that the demand was so high. I knew that people wanted this t-shirt. Uh, so I've extended it for three more days. You can go to the link. It's in the description, teespring.com slash wild shirt. And you can show everyone that you like Donald Trump are working hard to get things done. You are wild working it like Donald go there today, get your shirt only three more days. And then I'm going to have to call it quits. All right. Listen, this has been so much fun. What an exciting groundhog day, huh? What an exciting groundhog. Six more weeks of winter. Australia hates us. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Donald Trump are feuding on Twitter. I, I know. I'm telling you, I, this is more than I expected uh, this year from Groundhog Day. So listen, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for sharing. I'll be back here tomorrow for Friday. Wow, Friday already? Holy cow. I can't wait to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow. And uh, we're going to find out. And we're going to find out, well, you know, tomorrow. Let's get some music to uh, to say goodbye to. Here's a good one. Here's one of my favorites. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Please do. And if you want one of your wild, working it like Donald t-shirts, they're available again for just a limited time. Thanks for watching. <laughs>